Hello, my name is Andy Morgan, and welcome to another episode of the RipBody.com podcast. My excuse to reach out to the best online coaches in the fitness industry and pepper them with questions so that I can become a better coach myself. I coached Gary in New York on Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday afternoon, I flew to Los Angeles to meet Gary there on Wednesday for our coaching session Wednesday afternoon because he had meetings in Los Angeles. After our session in Los Angeles, I flew back to New York. Um, so, and New York is a, uh, New York is ahead in time. So, by the time I landed in New York, now it's two a.m. I stay up until four a.m. answering emails and like getting like stuff all prepared. Um, I go to bed from four a.m. I wake up at eight a.m. I go and coach Gary's wife. It's just after six a.m. here in Osaka. The sun's just cracked over the mountains. It's bathing the city in a beautiful, warm, orange glow, and I already know it's going to be a good day. Today, I have an interview with Jordan Syatt. Jordan is a personal trainer and online coach. He's 25, but he already has an 11-year career under his belt. What's most impressive to me about Jordan is how relentless he's been about putting himself in positions where he could intern under some of the best coaches in the world. What he's currently doing right now is no exception except that he's getting a business education of a lifetime. Jordan is Gary Vaynerchuk's personal trainer. If you know Gary, then you probably have an idea of how intense this is. Uh, Jordan is contracted to working with him every day for three years and gets flown around with him to train with him everywhere he goes. In this interview, we talk about how Jordan coaches his clients in person and online and how working with Gary Vaynerchuk over the last six months has influenced his business for the better. There are a few F-bombs in this, so warning, if you are sensitive to bad language or around those that are, perhaps you're in the car with the children, consider skipping this one for now. Without further ado, here's the interview with Jordan Syatt. Jordan, thank you for joining me, mate. Thank you for taking the Dude. time. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Um, what time is it there with you? You're in New York. I'm in Osaka. Yeah, it's like, what, 8.15, 8.30 or something? Somewhere uh, around there. All right. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's just 9. Yeah, that's at night. Yeah, it's just uh, just about 9.30 in the morning here. I've been up since 3 a.m. because I'm jet lagged after coming back from Toronto last week. So. Oh, you were in Toronto. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just hanging out with Sol. Um, yeah, you know Sol all well? Yeah, of course, absolutely. Yeah. When asked what you do, um, how do you describe yourself? Um, man, I guess that changes like every six months at this point. But like, <laughs> and the, honestly, the best way to say it, it's funny. Like, if I'm talking to someone who's not in the fitness industry at all, like just someone who's like, "So, what do you do?" Like, whatever. Usually, I just say I'm a personal trainer. Um, but to someone who like has an understanding of the fitness industry. It's more online personal training, strength coaching, nutrition coaching, um, more recently delving into business coaching, um, but really just online personal development, whether it's fitness, business, whatever. Okay. And, and then uh, what's the story behind how you got into fitness? Um, behind how I got into fitness? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, basically, I started wrestling when I was a really young kid. I was mm. a wrestler. And when I got to high school, I ended up beating out a junior for the varsity spot at 103 pounds. 
um, mm. which is like what? That's like forty, like high forty kilograms, I think. Um, how tall were you, or are you, or were you then? Um, how tall? Uh, I don't know, like five feet. I was then five feet. Now I'm like five foot four. I'm a short dude. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, basically, I got. I was really into wrestling, mm. and then when I made varsity, I got really into the nutrition side of things, strength training side of things. Um, I ended up getting my first personal training job at, I was like 14 years old. Um, and I was really fortunate to work with some people who are already very well into the science based field. Um, so from 14 years old, I was working with people who like were introducing me to Eric Cressy. Eric Cressy actually started his facility in the town over from me. Um, and so I really was like, thrust into the science-based industry from a really young age. Um, and then I ended up working with Martin Birkin when I was like still a teenager. Uh, so I was a client of his when I was like 18 or something. Um, and so basically like once I got to high school wrestling, that's when I like, knew I really wanted to get into it because I loved the strength training, I loved the nutrition. And then that sort of just catapulted into powerlifting and, and everything from there. I see. Oh, wow. So – you were personal training at 14. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How was that? Because at 14, did people take you seriously? It's so funny. It's like, it's actually really funny because a lot of the people who I coached when I was 14 are my clients now, like over a decade later. Wow. Uh, which is crazy. And for it's interesting to talk to them and to hear what they thought when I first started. Um, but honestly, the, they took me seriously because, again, I was so fortunate to have two mentors who presented me seriously. Um, they never presented me as the intern. They never presented me as someone who didn't know what they were doing. That I was like, they were like, "Listen, this is Jordan. He's going to be your coach. He's going to walk you through this." Um, and then, then they would keep an eye on me and they'd review my programming and they'd review my like technique analysis. So they were always had their eye looking over me, but based on the way they presented me, people took me seriously and, and it was fortunate on that front because I've seen a lot of coaches present people as interns or present people as someone who doesn't know what they're doing. And when you present someone in that way, they sort of live up to the way you present them. They live up to that expectation. So if you if you force someone into a position of excellence, they will they will rise to that level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was Eric Cressy that you're talking about there and who else? You said uh, no. So Eric Cressy, I learned from him at, at a young age, but these people were specifically Stacy Shadler hmm. um, and Kevin um, Kevin McCarthy. Stacy and Stacy Shadler actually has turned into a client of mine now, um, and she's a Boston-based strength coach. She's phenomenal. Kevin actually lives in Colorado now, and I'm in touch with both of them very frequently. But they were the ones that introduced me to Eric Cressy. Eric, like a lot of my friends, were on the baseball team at my high school. And they trained with Eric and they were like, oh man, you have to come check out his gym. And, uh, and then I actually ended up interning with Eric when I was 20 years old. And then the summer before I did that, I actually interned at Westside Barbell and trained at Westside for like four months. So I mean, from the time I was 14 to the time I was like 22, I was just constantly inundated with, and like, then the Martin thing, I was just constantly like learning from some of the best people in the world. It was, I was lucky. I was really lucky. Amazing. How old are you now, Jordan? Now I'm 25. No, I'm 25. Yeah, <laughs> and awesome. All right, so 25 and already 11 years in it. Uh, 32, uh, 33 next month, November 18th. Um, I'll be expecting a birthday card. I will send you a birthday card. All right, I'll uh, email you the address. I'll call you on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, yeah, Eric, Eric Cressy's uh, facility just in Massachusetts. Just is it north of Boston? Uh, going out west from Boston? Is it? I, I spent a week there. Uh, I had him have a look at my shoulder. Um, oh, did you? Yeah, great facility. Great facility. Yes, amazing. Mm, yeah. Wait, when were you there? I think it was 2013. Was um, that was the new Was that the new brand new facility, or was that the one right before they went to the brand new facility? Yeah, no, I think that was the brand new one. They just doubled the space. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great facility. Yeah, I wish they had. Uh, I wish that was on my doorstep here in Osaka. Right. Oh yeah. man, it's such a good environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you worked with Martin Birkin. Uh, I think that was where I first uh, saw you as a client um, testimonial. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how how was that? And how how have your thoughts on um, training um, and nutrition changed uh, since then? Obviously, then you were very much a student, so you're just gonna do what you told. And when you hire a coach, I think that's a very good way. That's the reason you hire a coach, right? Um, yeah, well. <laughs> but you obviously you've developed uh, your own ways of doing things. Uh, how, how have your thoughts on things uh, changed since then? If um, at all? They've changed a ton, like a ton. But it's funny, the, <laughs> the whole reason I ended up hiring Martin, I was a teenager. I had no money. Like I literally took all the money I had in my account to pay for coaching with Martin. Um, and, and it wasn't expensive at all. It was only $300 for, mm. uh, for 12 weeks, which is nothing. Mm. Um, like absolutely nothing. But like, that was a lot of money to me at the time. And my entire, the whole reason I did it was because one of my buddies and I were like, listen, like this dude clearly has cracked the code of fat loss. Like we were very much in the mindset of like, there's so many different methods. We don't know what it is. We can't do it ourselves. This guy's cracked the code. We need to figure it out. And I was like, fuck it. I'll pay Martin and I'll like find out what his method is. Um, lo and behold, it was like the most simple and like clear thing. And all you had to do was just stick with it. That's what everyone's missing. It's just like the patience to stick with the program for long mm -hmm. enough. That's really what it is. Yeah. Um, that I remember I wrote a long, a big long thing about that when I was done. I was like, all you have to do is just stick with something for 12 weeks and you're fine. But basically, um, from that point, my, that was basically like the turning point where I was like, wow, it really is calories in calories out. And then if you hit your protein, you're fine. That's like basically as long as hit your calories, hit your protein, boom. And like that methodology has stuck with me from the physiological standpoint, from the scientific, like, listen, if you hit your calories, hit your protein, you're good. Um, the thing that's changed with me and the thing that like I didn't understand at that time was that you can't just tell someone or most people hit these and you're good. Most people need more than just numbers. If all you had to do is give a client numbers to have them succeed, we would, everyone would have a 100% success rate because it's, it's really so freaking simple. There's a lot more psychology and deeper emotional-based things that you have to get into with your clients for the majority of them to succeed and I think with me, with Martin, I didn't need that because I was one of the very few people who was like, here's my numbers, just do this. Like I was willing to cut out everything from my life to do that. Most people aren't and they shouldn't be if you really want to live a life like aside from just nutrition. Right. Um, so what's really changed for me is the idea of like more to a program than just giving calories and just macronutrients, really digging into who the person is, what their day-to-day -day life is like, how to help them learn on their own 
to strategize and instead of living meal by meal, maybe thinking more several steps ahead to like be more strategic with how they're dieting. Um, and that's really where either I didn't utilize Martin enough or he just wasn't that like wasn't part of what he was doing at that point in time um, where it was like, okay, like I want to take my coaching to a different level on that front. Right, right, right. Can you give me an example of how you, you help people strategize? Yeah, so I mean, basically the way I work with my clients, and I, I'm pretty sure you and I are different on this front, which I love because different programs and different coaching is great. I'm, like, I'm, sh- I'm sure we'd be different, yeah. I, like I, I've purposefully not really looked at what other people are doing, and I've just worked within myself to develop my system of doing things. Um, just, just because I, I, that's kind of how I wanted to explore and discover you know um yeah absolutely and i'm sure like you've you've been around and sampled many different methods and taken the best pieces and of course through your own experiences you've come up with your way of doing things right right exactly um basically my my nutrition clients they email me every day Mm -hmm. um monday through friday like weekends we take off and like saturday and sunday they are uh, they can email me i just won't always respond um and basically, I like to do that from the accountability perspective and the habit perspective because when they email me, it forces them to, number one, it's sort of like stepping on the scale. The research shows that if you step on the scale every day, you're more likely to maintain a healthier body weight. Um, it takes that to another level where it's like if you email me every day, you're more likely to not like be going off the night before and binging. Um, but it gives them an opportunity to ask me questions, to plan out their day, to say, hey, listen, I have an office meeting at this restaurant. I don't know what to eat. And I'll be like, okay, pick the top three things that you think are the best and let's talk about it. Or, hey, I'm going away this coming weekend and I'm not going to be able to count calories what I do. And then we can talk about it and strategize and come up with plans. Um, And it's never me saying, do this, not that. It's me asking, what do you think you can do? What are some ideas or strategies you can come up with? and sort of shooting the shit from there. Um, and that's really where I think the major benefit of my program comes in, where it's like, listen, I'm not just giving you numbers. I, I want to really help you understand so that not if we stop working together, but when we stop working together, you can go off on your own and you've already learned how to strategize and learn how to answer your own questions based on the strategizing that we did together. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, uh, there's a couple of things I want to pick out that um – Firstly, we'll go to the last point that you made um, about uh, developing independence in clients. Um, that's something that you purposefully aim to do, right? Um, do you see a lot of people in the industry not doing that purposefully um, as kind of a client retention strategy? Do I see people not teaching their clients how to be independent, autonomous? Yeah. Um. I mean, I haven't seen anybody do that. Like, I haven't personally seen it. Mm. Um, I could imagine that some people would try and do that. Mm. Um, but, I mean, no, pers- I haven't seen anybody do that. No, mm. but I, I would imagine that, sure, I'm sure some people do, whether they're conscious of it or not. Mm-hmm. Have you seen someone do that? Have you, like, seen, like, programs that encourage that? I haven't. I, I try and stay out of it. Um Although I, I've heard people complaining that that's kind of the state of the industry. Um, I think, though, we're kind of in a, a separate section. 
standing on standing on our ivory uh, ivory evidence based tower here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what else? You know what else? Um, even within the evidence based industry, you have so many different sects and and types of online coaching. Yeah. So, for example, I the way I structure my system, I can't take on two hundred clients. Oh yeah. Like just. You can't do that. You can't feasibly take on 200 people, talk to them every day, and like do that. I know people in the science-based industry who do cookie-cutter programs, who do take on 200 or as many people as they possibly can, and they do it. And like their entire system is based on more people coming in. Right. What I found for me, the best business strategy is to work off of referrals. Because when you work off referrals, that forces you to maintain a really high level of performance in coaching, um, and like that's what drives me to do do it as well as I can with every single client. Um, and I think that the the programs that really focus more on getting new people in all the time, really using their like, listen, SEO is great, advertising is great, marketing is great, but. And I do all of them, by the way. I, I'm not going to hate on any of that. But when, you're, when your program is based on, ref, on a referral system, when your program is based on how well you do as a coach, that's like that's in my mind. That shows that you're really putting your best foot forward to help people as opposed to like I'm going to take on as many people as I possibly can and like sort of just try and get more people in the door somehow with the SEO or marketing or getting more exposure. I can't even imagine having to just clients. Can you uh, seriously? I, 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 that'd be crazy. And I only communicate. Uh, I only have people check in once every two weeks. Um, I think obviously we're going for uh, different levels of clientele. There, you probably right, be with absolutely. more. More. I'm going with generally they're gym nuts. Um, right. You know that they, they already know how to count. They they know um, how to train. I'm just. Um, really helping them dial in their nutrition and their uh, training plans, um, whereas you're more um, average, uh, what office worker? Uh, h- how would you describe your client? You know, it's yeah, funny. A huge portion of my clients are actually personal trainers. Oh, really? Um, okay. A huge and a huge portion of them are personal trainers who have either battled with body dysmorphia or Mm. continue to battle with it some type of eating disorder um that's a major portion of my clientele and it's funny it's not funny at all it's it's interesting Mm. because a lot of the people who are some of the best coaches at helping other people through this stuff also need it for themselves um i have a you said your clientele are mostly men right yeah yeah my clientele i do have a lot of men the men are usually power lifters and for them, they very rarely email me daily. They usually don't see the need to. The majority of my clients are actually women. Um, and that's actually – working with women has gotten me to speak more and like work with people on a more emotional level. Um, and that's where I think like the major differences in our clientele lie is like – you look at research, men are less likely to go to someone and talk about their feelings, talk about like things bothering them. Women are more likely to talk about things that are bothering them and come like to like ask for advice or help. Hmm. Um, my clientele lies mostly in the female population. And I think that's where having that daily communication is so much more beneficial, especially for them because they feel like, okay, I can confide in someone. And I have guys do the same exact thing as well. I have many guys who do that as well. 
But just looking at the research, looking at the trends, women tend to do that more than more than men. Interesting. Very interesting. I didn't know that. Um, obviously, you've learned from your experience and then you found the research after, I'd imagine. And I've, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, even if you look at research around like suicides or attempted suicides, right? Like men are far less likely to talk to someone beforehand about it. And mm. they're more likely to go for a drastic measure mm. where women are more likely to talk to someone about it before, say they're not feeling well, mm. they're more open to going to a therapist and then they use a less drastic measure if they attempt suicide. This is just like what you'll find in the research. So I sort of take that and extrapolate it towards how I interact with my clients or why women might be more willing to have emotional in-depth discussions versus men who are like, uh, yeah, I'm fine. Like I'm good. Bye. And that's it. Whereas like women are like, they sort of want to talk things through. And that's definitely what I see with more of my coaching clients. And one of the reasons I actually love working with women over men is because you get a more complete picture as opposed to only strength training, only nutrition. It's like you get to learn more about the person. Yeah. That's something where I have to be very careful by having check-ins every couple of weeks. Um, getting very specific with the questions that I get them to check in with um, so that they do feel that they can um, talk about how they're feeling without feeling that they're moaning. Because I think for a lot of guys, we're kind of taught to just shut up and get it done yeah. and not piss and moan. And that that's a sign of weakness. But, you know, it, it, it is important for for us to know um, when, you know, they're not feeling that great that week or something's happened, you know, uh, absolutely, it, it can affect things. Yeah. I mean, even if someone's like, man, like my lifts have felt like shit. It's like, all right, well, like you didn't tell me that you got fired. Like you didn't tell me that like you <laughs> travel, that you like were traveling this whole week. There's so much more. It's like we, we, especially the science-based crowd, we focus so much on like, well, here's your percentages and here's a lot. It's like, you're not focusing on the human component of mm. it. And like, man that is that's so important yeah do you uh, one thing i do is i get people to rate their stress levels um zero to five um each week um that's been very helpful um because then if i do see that in the data then i can not only can that correlate with say a, a weight spike or a measurement spike then, oh huge then i can i, I love that <laughs> I can you said that, that yeah. because that absolutely does mm. So, so, so then they're coming to you and they're really stressed. Oh, my weight's gone up. And you're like, well, okay, you, you've said that you're pretty stressed here, but you didn't mention it in the email. So uh, what's going on? What's happened? You know, Right. Absolutely. You and, and I get the third point I wanted to pick out from what you said was um, you were talking about client retention and having a high turnover of clients. Uh, okay. Um, retaining a client is, is far... Um, it's, far, it's easier to retain a client um, as long as you do a good job, right, than grabbing a new one, I would say. But putting that aside, for our education as coaches, working for people over extended periods is far more valuable than just these short-term data points, right? You get to, we get to really, I, I, I've got to really test myself. Um, I, I, I changed how I, I coached uh, for the end of 2015 when I came back to coaching after taking the year off to write the books. Um, and now I'm working with people uh, month on month. It's no longer limited to three months and it's been great. It's been really good. 
have you found uh have you found uh well you've always worked with people for extended periods right you haven't had a limit on your programs or in terms of time or length yeah the only time i limit a program based on time is if i'm doing a group coaching program so usually three to five times a year i'll do a group coaching program and Mm. put everyone into a facebook group um but a lot of times i'll leave that group open even after the program is done Mm. so everyone can continue to interact um but for one-on-one i have a minimum time limit that we like we have to work together for now it's six months i won't let anyone work with me for less than six months um and then if after six months they want to stop then they can stop but right now my average retention rate is about a year and two months Mm. um where that's where like most people will stay with me i've had people for over four years now um some people stop after the six months too but average is right about a year, year, two months. Um, and honestly, I love it. I love working with people for longer periods of time because number one, like it's amazing to track progress over a year. Like it's amazing to get blood work over a year, amazing to look at someone's body composition over a year. And it's amazing to look at someone's mental and emotional transformations over a year, just the way that, and again, I don't know if you see this with your clients, but with me, when you check in every day, a lot of the times you'll see how people talk about themselves. Mm. You'll like people will refer to themselves or talk about themselves positively or negatively. And one way that I measure progress, you can't really do this quantitatively, but qualitatively you can see like someone's self-talk, how someone refers to themselves with they're more confident in themselves. They, instead of talking about how ugly they are, how much they don't like the way they look, they start talking about how they love the way they look, how they love the way they perform. Um, and over a year of check-ins five days a week, you can see that. You can literally like look at the average emails, like how many emails they spoke well about themselves, how many emails they spoke poorly about themselves. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, one thing, um, I get people to check in with photos. Um, I get them to do that once a month. Um, so every second update and yes, I can see it in, uh, how they write, but what really puts a smile on my face is watching their facial expressions change over the months from this kind of, they start yeah. out and everyone's got a very mm, serious face <laughs> on them. And then they go from being like that to just being happy. And it's like, that makes me ha- that makes me smile. There's nothing that quite makes my Monday like uh, checking through my client updates and, and seeing. Hundred percent, you know? man, it's amazing. You can't, it's funny because they start out like, and then by the end they're like, and they're like <laughs> huge grin. Yeah, yeah, huge grin. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you. You coach uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes. Yeah, Gary. Uh, Gary's pretty awesome. Um, he's definitely a high energy dude i really liked a couple of his books um how did you get to coach um gary v and how how are you coaching him oh man that's uh all right let's narrow it down what's the story behind how you got to coach gary v that's a uh it's a long story i'll make it as short as possible but basically um just about a year ago actually like right around a year ago um i moved to israel and his previous coach, Mike Vacanti, had put up a post saying, hey, Gary is looking for a new coach. 
and I really wasn't planning on applying mostly because I didn't think I would get it. There's like tons and tons and tons of coaches applying for this thing. I did not think I would even be an option, but I threw my, my application in and um, didn't hear anything for like three months, like nothing. And then about in mid-February, I got a call from Mike being like, hey, are you still interested? And I was like, yeah, dude, I like didn't even know it was still open. And he was like, okay, cool. We need you to fly to New York to coach Gary for an hour, and then we'll see like if it works. And I was like, cool, like can I do that at the end of June? Because you know, I have so much my mom's coming in next week, blah blah blah. He's like, No, we need you to do it this week. And I was like Ooh, okay. I was like, Okay, is like, can I do it over Skype? He was like, No, if you really want this, you need to come here. So I booked a ticket that night, flew to New York. I didn't tell anybody, didn't even tell my mom. Like, and I tell my mom everything. Flew to New York, coached Gary, flew back to Tel Aviv, didn't <laughs> tell anybody, all within 36 hours. Wow. Um, and then Mike was like, all right, awesome. We'll let you know by the end of March. So now this is like end of February. All of March goes by. I don't even really think about it because I was like, I'm not even um, I'm not even going to know by the end, until the end of March, so there's no reason to think about it. But then April 1st comes and I'm like, shit, I don't think I got this because I didn't hear anything. So I just messaged Mike. I'm like, hey, man, just wondering, like, if I didn't get it, like, let me know so I can sort of make my plans going forward. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'll let you know in about five days. Um, five days goes by. And I'm just now I'm just like every day I'm like, come on, like, I want to know, I want to know. <laughs> then I messaged him in five, after five days. I'm like, hey, dude, what's the deal? He's like, oh, I'll let you know in 48 hours. I'm like dude, come on. Like, tell me already. Then I was like, all right, screw it. I went to my email list. And I sent my email list, which at the time had a little over 11,000 people. And I was like, Hey, I need a huge favor. I need you to go to Gary Vaynerchuk's Facebook wall and tell him why I should be his personal trainer. And then like just his wall got blown up with like amazing, incredibly heartwarming testimonials. Um, and then two days goes by and I still don't hear anything. Three days, four days. I'm like, shit, I shouldn't have done that. He thinks I'm an asshole. And then finally, on like the fifth day after that, Mike called me and he was like, you got the job. You're moving to New York. Um, and then so literally like a week later, I took all my stuff, which was just a bag and some stuff and moved to New York. And now I'm here. Boom. Awesome. Um, for those that don't know Gary Vaynerchuk, how would you describe what he does or him? What does he What does he do in general? Like for his yeah. work? Who Who is he? What What is he? For those that don't know, um, I mean, the best way to describe him is an entrepreneur. Like, hundred mm. percent. Like, he's just like one word entrepreneur. Like, he builds businesses. He He's like insane. Like, just out of his mind, passionate, positive. Um, he He's a unique person in that he's never looking for anything in return. He's constantly giving, giving, giving without expectation of anything in return, which I think is like a really interesting way to live your life. Um, but he's just, his main goal is to build businesses with the intent of giving great content and great product and great service, um, which has really, I hope, spilled over into my work, especially in the last year um, and in the last you know five, six months I've been with him. But he's a serial entrepreneur. I mean, he owns, he has over 700 employees. He's original investor and like, I think like, Facebook and Twitter and um, Uber and all these like really high level companies. Um, 
he's a beast. <laughs> That's he, what it boils down to. He is a beast. He is a beast. I would highly recommend um, to those of you that don't know Gary, uh, to those that are listening, uh, just popping him into YouTube and uh, seeing any of his clips. Um, he's an intense guy. Um, it's, yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's, de- he's definitely not for everyone, but if on a Monday morning you need to kick up the ass to get in gear, to put your shit in perspective, Gary's your man. Gary's yeah, your man. 100%. Yeah. Um, are, are you training him every day, one-on-one? Or? Seven days a week. Seven that, days a week. That's the deal that you've got with him, yeah? Yeah, seven days a week we're training. And obviously we're not deadlifting max effort seven days a week. But like mostly the seven days a week is so that it's a habit. Like it doesn't have to be like three days a week or four days a week. And then, oh man, I have to get up. It's like every day, like sort of like women take birth control every day, even during the week that they don't have to, to keep the habit. Yeah. This is Gary's birth control. He's got to take it every day because straight up, if I wasn't there, he wouldn't do it. Like I, I remember the first week I came in, I travel with him too. So anywhere he goes, I go, um, the first week I was here, I, w- I was told, don't travel with him if it's a day trip. Like, he'll come back and he'll work out when he gets back. So I didn't go with him, and I just sort of texted him, hey, like, you could do this workout, this bodyweight workout, and like a really simple, easy to do. And he just laughs. He was like, ha, 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 I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was like, why not? He's like, that's why you're supposed to travel with me. Um, so doing it every day is like, part of the habit and like that's that's why he hired a full-time coach is so that he can like doesn't have to worry about the accountability it's like i'm the accountability for him makes sense um feel free to say no i think it's fair uh i'm gonna paying you i was wondering is he gonna ask me that um uh, you don't have to answer mate it's fine i mean i feel like i, sh- I sh- no 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 I, no no. it's totally you know too- i'm gonna keep it private just like sure. I have no problem disclosing it, and I feel like he wouldn't either. And if but he watches you, this, which he might, he'd be like, why know. the fuck didn't you tell them? But I'm just going to keep it private. No, it's fair enough. I just think it's really interesting like because obviously it's going to be very expensive because he's got you every day for what? You want a, a 12-month contract, is it? Three-year contract. Three years. Jesus. And Three years, yeah. Are you, um, what happens if you want to have a holiday? What if I say to you, hey, come out come out to Japan for Christmas. We'll do some snowboarding, Jordan. Could you come? That's no go. I can't do that. Basically, um, if like for example, if there's a wedding that I'm a part that I'm a part of, an important wedding or a holiday, then fine, take it. But I don't get to be like, I'm gonna take two weeks vacation, like peace out. Like that's not how it works. It's like basically it's three years no vacation. If a big event comes up, someone passes away, someone's getting married, whatever, absolutely. But other than that, there's no, there's no vacation. And I'm more than willing and happy to do it. Um, I'm a very big believer. And I've said this because a lot of people have asked, like, why would you do that? But like, number one, like this is a huge opportunity. Um, and number two, I do, I love coaching, man. Like, and I love business and I love my job. And the reality is this, like, since I started my business over five years ago, I haven't taken one day off. Right. Like I've been working on my business, like not kidding. And I don't, I don't say that like, I literally mean every day I've done something to work on my business. So it's like, I'm 25, three year contract by the end of 28. Like if I can end this by the end of 28 to just have like so much more progress before I'm even 30 than most people will get in a, like pretty much ever. Fuck. I'm fine with that, man. Yep. Amen. Um, like I know you're not kidding. Uh, cause I'm the same. <laughs> I, know. I work on it every I know day. You get it. 
Yeah, I, I totally get it. But it's, it's my pleasure. Uh, sometimes it drives me nuts, but it's just a pleasure. I just have have to always be on point. I have to always be updating. <laughs> you know. So, uh, but very interesting. So, three years, and I'm glad you brought that up because one thing I wanted to ask you is how has this affected? How has working with Gary affected your business? Because it's not just about the money. I hope he's paying you really well. But on top of that, it's not just about the money. It's about being around that guy. It must be having a huge impact on your your business and the way that you're doing things, right? No? Dude, I'm, uh, 100%. Like, listen, um, I'm not – let me put it this way. I am not with Gary because of the money he's paying me. Like, he's paying me well, but if someone else – like, if someone who wasn't Gary – offered me this position no fucking way hmm. like i literally moved from tel aviv <laughs> where like my like heart and soul is to new york where like listen new york's great but it's about to be winter and i fucking hate the cold like i took everything i could have continued working from the beach doing what i love on the computer i wouldn't have done that for anybody else like the reason i'm with gary is because he knows how to build businesses, man. Like he knows how to like build businesses and more important. This is like, this is, I should say this. He knows how to build brands. Mm. He knows how to turn something, someone, some company into a brand that is more than just a company, but it like makes people feel a certain way. Um, and I feel like, man, I've only been with him for about five months now, little over five months. And I can already see a massive difference in the way that my interaction is with my following and my clients. Um, and I have people commenting on it, people commenting on my videos. But like, think about this, the, the video of mine that had the most views. So like I put up a video on YouTube like three years ago. I think the most views is like mid 30,000 or something. This is over like three years of content, right? I put up a video a couple weeks ago and in one day it had over 100,000 views. Right. So like you go from putting out con like it was great content that I put up before, but now it's how you put it out. It's the feeling behind it. Like that's what I'm learning from him a lot. It's not like so much the, the tactic of like, this is how you do it. It's like the belief and like the, like how you do it and sort of Gary calls it your religion, um, that has massively impacted me. And so literally the last like six videos I've put up have all gotten within like have either the highest ones over 150,000 views in like a week mm. and the most recent one is like 98,000 views in like two weeks I've, so it's like i've seen those man I've, I've, i must have seen four out of six of those they're, they're, they're great you absolutely hit the nail on the head they're easy to watch they're exceptionally well produced i could see it i could see gary all over that uh <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he sat down with you and said, "Do this, do this, do this," or you were just like, "Monkey see, monkey do." I see how, how well it's working. I know what I need to do, and yeah, good for you, man. I looked at those. I was like, "Fucking a, good job, Jordan." <laughs> <laughs> That's what Gary talks about, though. And like, listen, he doesn't sit down and say, "Listen, you need to do this, do that." But what he says to me and to everybody is, he's like, "Listen, stop watching what I'm doing." and start, start like stop watching my content and start like copying how I'm doing it. Yeah. Like he's like listen, don't take my words and use them and create videos. Don't create my videos, but look at what I'm doing and use those strategies. Use what I'm doing and like use that for your own and that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Um basically while trying to find 
like what my own brand is, you know, like it's, yep. it's sort of like trying to cultivate what I want to get out of people and what I want people to find in themselves. And that's really where these videos are coming from. Well, you've got a really positive energy. Um, so I think that's what's attracting people to, to your work. Um, I don't see anything negative come out of you um, ever. Um, Thank you, man. And, and people, people like that. People are sick of negativity, you know. What would you say if you were to raise an example? Uh, what's the difference between a Jordan Syatt video of three years ago and a Jordan Syatt video now? Oh, man. First of all, videos three years ago, just in case anybody is watching and who wants to start an online business and is, like, nervous to be in front of the camera, go look at my first videos. Like, I'm, like, <laughs> nervous, like, rocking back and forth. Like, my voice is shaking. Um, the videos three years ago were they were all on my phone which is fine nothing wrong with doing it on your phone they like they were basically all focused on content and most of it was exercise focused like this is your technique this is what you're doing and like listen i'll be honest those helped build my business a lot um they put me on the map as an expert in regards to exercise technique breaking down technique understanding biomechanics and how to how to move the body and control the body especially through technique cueing and as a coach that was big for me. Now, in terms of reaching the mainstream and reaching people outside of the coaching realm, my videos are much less technical and much more mindset-based about creating habits, believing in yourself, as well as like a lot more step-by-step, here's exactly what you need to do. So rather than explaining the science behind something, it, rather than like talking about like why things happen, because the reality is if someone really wanted to learn why, they'd probably be studying it on their own or be going to school for it. I want to tell them how to do it. If you want to lose fat, here's how, step one, two, three. If you want to build muscle, here's how. If you want a four times body weight deadlift, here's how. I'm not wasting my time giving them anatomy lessons and like understanding the Krebs cycle because they don't want to know that and the reality is like if they did they would be in school for it my job is to give them the action plan as clearly simply effectively as i can and let them take it and run with it love it awesome um i'm gonna have to apologize at the start of this podcast because my mom might listen and she's not gonna she's not gonna like your f-bombs and i was influenced oh, by you and i, <laughs> I, I dropped one myself and <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> um, what does a day in the life of Jordan Syatt now look like? If you're Gary, you're awake 20 hours a day, right? You're up at 4 a.m. doing a YouTube video. What does a day in the life of Jordan Syatt look like now? It's insane. Um... Go on, because you've come on... Because you come on, you come on, and you chatting with me just before we've uh, started recording, and you said, "Man, I had an insane day, but I'm ready. Let's go." So I'm like, "Well, okay. <laughs> what was your insane day today?" Well, so here's what happened. So my day really started when last night I got in from Los Angeles at two in the morning. Um, <laughs> okay. Because I was coach. I went to Los Angeles. I coached Gary. So here, what's what's today? Today is what Thursday. Uh, with you, yeah, it's Friday for me. Thursday for me, Friday for you. So here's what happened. I coached Gary in New York on Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday afternoon, I flew to Los Angeles to meet Gary there on Wednesday for our coaching session Wednesday afternoon because he had meetings in Los Angeles. 
after our session in Los Angeles, <laughs> I flew back to New York. Um, so, and New York is a, uh, New York is ahead in time. So by the time I landed in New York, now it's 2 a.m. I stay up until 4 a.m. answering emails and like getting like stuff all prepared. Um, I go to bed from 4 a.m. I wake up at 8 a.m. I go and coach Gary's wife. Uh, so I coach both of them. And then after that, I had to go get a new computer because like my old one shit the bed. Now this is why I'm doing Skype on my phone right now. Um, so I had to get a new computer. Then I had like a bunch of client emails. I still have a bunch of client emails after this. Had to get my own workout in. Then I filmed one of my new videos. So I film a new video every week and that takes about four hours. Um, man, it's, it's just go, 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 go. It's like literally nonstop. Like, and so when we get off Skype, I have two phone calls and um, about 127 emails to go through before I go to bed. So I'll go to bed probably around 2. Then I'll wake up at 5, 5.15 to Coach Gary. Man, that was my day. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. Uh, that, that's crazy. Um, yeah. What does your girlfriend think of this? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's not she's not existent i'm assuming nah i I don't know if you have a girlfriend or not it's hard enough to have a girlfriend like when you're just when you own a business never mind like when you own a business and your time is pretty much dictated by someone else yeah it's uh i can't have a girlfriend right now it's just and i'm very open about that like i just there's no i wouldn't be able to give someone enough to make it worth it for them like it would be really selfish for me to do that sure but I think you're. This comes back to what you said earlier. Um, you're gonna finish this at 28. So far ahead of where you would have been otherwise, and you're single. You've got no commitments. It's now or never, right? Hundred percent. Put the work in now. Hundred percent. Listen, like. That was a major reason I took this. It's like if like you can't take this job if you have a family or a wife or like you you can't. And like remember, New York is a very expensive city to live in. Mm. Like honestly, you could live in New York on solely what Gary pays, but it wouldn't it would be tough. Like it wouldn't be like a luxurious lifestyle at all. Like my own business makes significantly more than what Gary pays me. And that's why I'm able to, that's why I'm able to do it. I wouldn't be able to do this if I didn't have my own business. Right. Right. Yeah. Do you think people that are looking to get in our industry or move into the online space? Do you think they're scared of the hustle? Do you think they look for the easy road? Oh, I don't think they're scared of the hustle. I think they're looking for the easy road. And I think once they understand how much hustle is required, then they quit. And that's why that's one of the reasons why a lot of people ask me, why would I do business coaching? Why do I help personal trainers build their own brands? Um, they're like, aren't you scared that there's going to be too much competition? And I talk about this with my buddy, Mike Vacanti all the time, who is Gary's old coach. And we laugh because it's like, no, because no one's going to put in the work to do it. It's yeah. Like, there's a very small percentage of people who are actually going to do it. And like everyone else is going to be like, I wrote like five articles. Why don't I have a million clients already? I'm like, oh, good luck. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I've met Mike. Uh, he's, a, he's a good guy. Uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Like I was nodding along the whole time that you're saying that. It, it's, it's totally true. Uh, uh, so many people just can't be bothered. Um, and I think a lot of people, they just don't have a, a real passion for it. Once a passion for that grind, like they can have a passion for going to the gym, but having a passion to then work on your website and your business is totally different, right? Dude, totally different. Yeah. It's the whole thing. You see it with people all the time. Like, People are like, I like working out. I'll be a personal trainer. And then they realize like, whoa, it is very different to coach people than it is to coach yourself. And like that's why personal training has a really high burnout rate is because people get into it thinking, oh, I love the gym. I'll love coaching people too. It's no, that's not the case. It's like – and then a lot of personal trainers are like, oh, well, it must be easy to have an online business because all I have to do is write programs for people and that's it. And it's like, where the fuck do you think you're going to get your clients? Like, it's not just program writing, number one, but number two is where are they going to find you? And they, they don't think like it, it, it's not there. And once they realize, oh shit, this is actually pretty hard. That's when most of them pitter out. All right. So what advice would you give these guys? How are they going to make a name for themselves? How are they going to be found? What, like, what do they do? Listen, so actually I sort of – I always relate building a fitness business to getting a six-pack or the same things you tell your clients, right? So most fitness professionals or a lot of the fitness professionals were like, oh, man, my clients like they expect to get a six-pack in six months. It's like, okay, well, most coaches who want to start an online personal training business will try it for six months and then quit. Because they don't, they aren't making money yet. It's like, okay, so first of all, you need to understand, you need to follow the exact same advice you're giving your clients. If you don't do this for years, like if your body took you years to build, why the fuck wouldn't your business take you years to build? Like you need to understand from the very beginning, you are not going to have a successful per- online personal training business in six months, period, end of story. If you do, phenomenal, like all the power to you. Tell me how you did it. Um, but you're, it's just not going to happen. So understanding, sort of like how I said at the beginning, working with Martin taught me that I just had to stick with something for a while. Mm. It's the exact same thing, man. So like most people go into online personal training thinking, oh, this will be quick and easy. No, get that out of your head. The other thing is if you want to be found, man, you need to be putting out content constantly. Just like, and even more important than constantly, it has to be really good. Yeah. Like here's the thing that I love about your articles. Your articles are they're phenomenally well written i like have yet to find a spelling error or grammatical error in any of them they're very detailed they're well spaced out you know the sections you're getting into and you know at the end of the article by the end of it you're getting at least one very actionable piece of information that will make you better that day that's why i like your articles and that's why one of the reasons your articles do so well is because anytime someone sees oh andy morgan published something I know I'm going to be better for it by the time I'm done reading it. Whereas most people who don't succeed try and they talk about, oh, yeah, I cranked three articles out this afternoon. I'm like, good for you because I've never done that in my life. Usually an article takes me a minimum of six to eight hours, usually more, to actually like start to finish. Um, so put a lot of time and effort into your articles. Like Get a website up, start publishing, consistently put out content. Um, getting on Facebook, you already have an active audience on Facebook, whether you realize it or not, like posting helpful tips and tricks on Facebook. I don't know if you, we, I don't know if you were friends with me, but like for three years I posted a strength lesson every day. Yeah. I remember seeing Facebook. those. Yeah. Yeah. You remember those? Yeah, yeah. So like those literally like 
they captivated an audience or like they caught the attention of a lot of people. Um, and I was actually able to keep bit.ly links. So when I first started doing them, I would post a bit.ly link to something and see how many people clicked it. Mm. Um, because not everyone would like my post, but I could see who was clicking it. And then like when I first started, I'd get like zero or two or whatever. And by the time I finished, I'd get like 400, 500 people clicking that bit.ly link. So you saw that growth over three years time to see like, wow, like there's a lot of people looking at these things. So post on Facebook, post on Instagram, post good articles, like just give really good content. And before you say like, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year doing online coaching, pay your dues and give people really good content and help people before like you ask for anything in return. That's solid advice, Jordan. I, people, um, I think they forget that we are just guys behind a keyboard. Um, often, uh, oftentimes in a different country. Yeah. Um, why should they trust us? Well, exactly. If we haven't been consistent with delivering content, with having positive, into helpful interactions with people over time, so that people can see, hey, if I pay this guy, or he's clearly not running it off anywhere, you know, why? Why would they go to? Why should they trust you? Hundred percent. Right. That's what you have to break down. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. Um, you started doing business coaching. Um, how's how did you get into that and how's that going? Um, fortunately it's going really well. Um, it's a huge learning experience for me. I started about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Mm. Um, wow. A year and a half ago. Um, people just started asking like, what are you, it, it's literally my online business coaching started the exact same way. My online fitness coaching starting where like I would post a lot of content on fitness. I would post articles never really asked for anything and people would be like, Hey, like I need help. Like, could you help me with this? Like, Hey, like, could you write a program for me? It's like, then all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I could charge you for this. So that's what I did with fitness and same thing with business. It's like, Hey, how do you build your fitness business? Hey, like, how do I write my articles? Hey, how do you write for SEO? I could charge for this. Right. So it's like, it was literally just so much time putting out content that eventually it got to the point where people were asking me, asking me, asking me. I was like, okay, I can turn this into another business. Um, and that's really, it, it never started with the intent of I can make money off this. It only came to fruition after I gave a lot of content. Do you think that would be a good strategy then for people to put out content and then wait to be asked to help? I think, no. Mm. Yeah, I think so. there's a balance. I think like as I think there's a there's a way to put out great content and also be aggressive with your sales at the same time. Um, but I do think before you can be aggressive with your sales, it's better to err on the let me give 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 because you can't go wrong with helping people. You can't go wrong with giving more content. No. You can go wrong with being too aggressive sales-wise, which is why like I think you sort of have to learn how to be aggressive. You have to learn and sort of earn it after a while. Um, I think at the beginning, you should spend all of your time giving. And the more you give, the more you'll get. And then the more that sort of picks up, the more leeway you'll have to be aggressive. Sort of like with dieting, where like, when you first start, if you want to lose a lot of fat, 
you can go and have cheat meals or you can go and eat Twinkies and Ding Dongs and Pop-Tarts, but like you'd be better off like being really, really good, lose it. If you're, especially if you're really overweight, if you're really good, lose a lot of weight. And then once you've gotten to a certain level, level of leanness, start learning how to incorporate those treats in there bit by bit rather than trying to like go all out and like from or trying to be aggressive with it from the beginning. Mm. Sort of that's how, how I think of it with business. It's like, listen, let's like get you in the habit of doing something really good first. And then from there sort of figure out how we can be more aggressive and, and pick and choose here and there. I signed up for your business bullet emails. Um, yeah, I, I know you know this because I, I'll respond once a week with a sarcastic response. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I've, I've got three of them flagged in my inbox right now um, to go back to later this afternoon. And uh, the reason that I flagged those specifically is because it's really been teaching me how to um, uh, is, is copywriting the word that the, the, yeah. the style in which you write, I think it is very clear, um, succinct and very nice. And, and there's some nice, that's a shit word, isn't it? Uh, good, excellent, chuffing, chuffing, marvelous mate. Um, that I, 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 I've been looking at them and I've been thinking, yeah, there's something for me to learn in there. And I could go back and rewrite, um, and explain more clearly about, um, the courses that I've put together and the books that I've got out there. Um, just so that people can see whether it might be something for them. Um, so, yeah, thank you for those. Um, if people want to sign up for those business bullets, where would they find you? So if you just go to the online personal training resource.com, it's uh, like you can sign it up. The online personal training resource.com. There weren't any shorter URLs available when you chose that one. No, man, that was like the <laughs> best one that I could find. I looked for about 45 minutes. <laughs> And, uh, and and where can people find you if they're after your your training videos, your nutrition advice, or your coaching? Where should they go? Um, right now, probably the best place, what I would go to is powerliftingforfatloss.com. Um, go there, sign right up, free manual, um, and that's where you're going to start getting a lot of my fitness emails and free access to those types of things. Okay. And are you actively seeking clients at the moment, or are you fully booked? I mean – it's a great problem to have. Like, thank goodness. I'm not right now. Um, I do have a monthly membership, like inner circle, which is, listen, coaching one-on-one for me is very expensive. Um, but if you want to get a taste of what my programming is like and what my group community is like, I have an inner circle, which is only $24.99 a month compared to like upwards of 500 a month for my online coaching. Um, basically like you get to peek over my shoulder and see how I'm writing training programs, which training programs I'm writing, I give them beta testing programs and metabolic conditioning workouts. So, and you join like a private group forum as well. So, if that's something, I'm accepting people in there. But unfortunately, one on ones are are not right now. Okay. And where do people find that? Um, that would be just email me directly, and I'll give you all that information. I don't I don't have a sales page up for that or anything right now. It's more just like contact me, and I'll give you the info. Okay. And do you want to give people your email address? I'll put it in the show notes, of course. Yeah, you put it in the show It's Jordan, J-O-R-D-A-N, at SyattFitness.com, S-Y-A-T-T Fitness.com. Cool. All right. Thank you, Jordan. Um, last thing, um, do you want to go big and wide and bold? If you had one wish for the world, what would it be and why? One wish for the world? Oh, man. <laughs> I hate how you're. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's steal Tim Ferriss's one. If you could put a billboard anywhere in New York, what would it say, and why? 
uh, if I could put a billboard anywhere in New York, um, honestly, I don't know if you saw my smile video. I would just have yeah. one billboard that just said smile with a big smiling goofy face. Like that's it. That's all I would say. All right. So that, there's your mission right now. I want you to Google or stick into YouTube. Jordan Syatt smile. It, 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 that will come up, yeah. If they do that, I would assume so. Like, yeah. yeah, it should come up. If you if you look at my YouTube channel, there's like a smile video for sure. What did you do? Do you want to just quickly explain? I, lo- yeah, I loved it. Basically. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> um, it's like my favorite video that I that it's my favorite video of mine. But basically, um, I got really tired of so much resting bitch face that I see all around everywhere. So I got it. Resting bitch face. What? Have you heard of that? No, no, no. You know, like when people are just walking around, they look really angry all the time. Right. Okay. Basically I was like, listen, I want, I want to see the impact a smile can have just like an impact of one smile, like how it can connect someone, how you can reach someone that you like walk by on the street every day. And like, you just smile at a random person. So I got a piece of cardboard, I wrote smile on it with a question mark and just walked around New York City and like held it up in front of people and like smiled at them and got gauged their reactions and filmed it. They had no idea they were being filmed. Um, and it was amazing, man. Like people loved it. It was, it was like incredible to see how they reacted. People were giving me hugs. People were like going like screaming. Like, it, was, it was the most positive reaction. It was amazing. Just the power of a smile. That's what, that's what I want to get across. The power of a smile um, and hopefully if people watch that video, they'll start to like actively and consciously think about smiling more and being more open and like connecting with people. Awesome. Jordan, thank you for your time. Uh, I want to be conscious of your time because I know you've got out of a lot of work yet to do before you go to bed. Um, I thought that we could talk for another hour easily. Um, I'd oh, love for to get sure, you back man. on it sometime. Um, and I look forward to seeing you maybe in... Kansas City? No, I'm not going to see you for well, three, maybe, three years if, unless I come to New York. Unless, unless I, if they ask me to speak, I think I can make that work. But if I'm not speaking, probably not. All right, all right, all right, man. Um, well, we'll see if we can speak to some people, pull a few strings, and get <laughs> that in there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, dude, thank you for having me, man. This was a huge pleasure. Uh, Jordan Syatt, thank you. That's it for this episode. The show notes with all the links are up on the site. Three quick things. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe. Just search for ripbody.com in iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Two, for those that use iTunes, could you spare two minutes to help me out? I only have one review there at the moment, and lots of five-star reviews will help me with the rankings. Um, To sweeten the deal, on December 1st, I'll choose someone at random, from those that left a review and send them a little present from Japan. Three, lastly, the coaching. I said in the last podcast that I had a couple of online coaching spots available. A lot of people applied and those are now taken. If you'd like to get on the waiting list, just go to ripbody.com forward slash coaching and you'll find all the details there. Don't wait till the new year because the chances are that I'll be full. And please bear in mind that I don't take advanced bookings. I don't believe in waiting for the new year. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Jump on it. This is Andy Morgan. This is the RipBody.com podcast. Thank you for listening.